0: It is Friday afternoon, and on this Friday, it is time for us to check in with Tanya Tomashevska, Strategic Business Advisor to the BC Wine Industry. Tanya, thank you so much. Great to chat with you again.
1: Hi, Jill. It's great to be back. Happy summer.
0: Happy summer to you as well. Uh, unfortunately, we're talking about some crop losses and what kind of an impact these are going to have on the BC Wine Industry. So what do we know about this so far?
1: Yeah, thanks, Jill. Well, it's been a really challenging year for our local growers this year. The specific issue re- really runs largely around Mother Nature and farming. Um, this past December and January, there are really, really cold winter conditions in our major grape growing regions in the interior of British Columbia. In some areas, temperatures dropped well below minus 20 degrees centigrade, in some places even minus 30 for several consecutive days. This was really unusual for the area and it was really a shock to a lot of grapevines and other crops. So There has been a lot of damage um, flowing from this extreme cold weather event. Um, It's expected that the overall crop loss of grapes harvested this year will be 50% down on what the normal production um, amount is. This is a huge number. Um, And for many of our growers, it's it's been devastating. Um, So yes, it's, it's challenging news. And and even if we had a perfect growing season from here on out, a lot of damage has been done. So they're still assessing the damage, but, um, you know, it's been a challenge on top of other challenges for the last couple of years, for sure. Yeah, and 50%. I know when I first saw that
0: number, I thought, oh, sh- surely there's been a mistake and you mean 15. But no, it is uh, 50% of that crop loss. Uh, so have certain grapes been hit the hardest or hit worse or how is it uh, kind of affecting the different grape varieties? It's been it's
1: been a mix. In broad terms, I would say that what we call the big reds um, have been hit pretty hard. Um, so, grape varieties like Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon and Syrah, you know, these grapes are used to and come from originally warm climate Mediterranean area areas. Um, they have thick skins, and so they need a long time um, on the vine, so to speak. But also, you know, there's a lot of I guess getting into um, you know, other chemistry and and the biology and the farming of what happens to the actual um, roots and the vines. So they have been hit hard, um, especially because parts of the South Okanagan and Black Sage Bench, as we call it, south of Oliver. So people are familiar with that area. A lot of the vines there have suffered some damage as well as in the Similkameen Valley, but also in the north in Kelowna. So. Some of the whites haven't escaped either, so I understand there's been some Chardonnay that's been affected as well as some converts demeanor. So long story short, there have been pockets of damage throughout different parts of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys and different kind of grapes. So, um, yeah, it's not it's one not one certain grape in one certain area. So I think that adds to the layers of complexity here. For sure. Hmm. Yes.
0: No. No grape was able to escape. Whether it was the the cold, like you said, the cold winter, the the hot temperatures as well. Do we know, or did you get the sense when talking to, to to grape growers, is it a one time thing, and then things will be back on track, or are there going to be some lasting effects from this?
1: Really really good question and and really interesting. So there's no simple or one answer for this. Um, In some cases, vines have done just just fine, so they haven't been affected. Uh, in other cases, there have been vines where, if you're driving around, so I was driving around a lot in May and June in the Okanagan Valley, they're green, so they look they look like they're going to produce some fruit, but they haven't flowered and they won't have the berries that turn into the grapes. So in those cases, although they look they look fresh and green this year, they won't produce grapes. They might next year, or maybe it'll be another another three years. So there are there is a two-year cycle for bud growth and. That's That's a whole other conversation about the science. So, that would be kind of a midterm damage, if you like, or shorter term. And then, you know, those vines would need some rehabilitation and some care and farming to bring them back. Um, And unfortunately, however, there has been permanent uh, damage to a number of vines that will need to be ripped up um, and taken out and the vineyards replanted. And, you know, in practical terms, putting you know in addition to the costs um, and resources and effort and (laughs) blood sweat and tears that is involved in that um, you know what that also means is that it may be another three to five years before a grower will get grapes from those new vines to make wine because it typically you would wait at least three years before there can be depending on the type of grape so that means that they won't be able to um you know, put that liquid art in a bottle and sell it to us for at least five years, in many cases, sometimes four. So, you know, from a business perspective and wanting to provide, um, you know, the product to the consumer, that's gonna add some challenges. Um, So unfortunately, it it appears that there has been a a significant amount of damage that would fall into that category. So that's what the growers are dealing, many growers are dealing with right now, um, this month.
0: Hmm. And is anything being done then as far as supports? Because that's got to be, like you said, along with the the blood, sweat and the tears. That's a big financial hit.
1: Absolutely. So, so yes, the um, BC provincial government has um, provided a $15 million crop renewal fund. And this is available to both grape growers and other orchard fruit growers who also have been affected. Um, there is crop insurance and there are some other... Um, funds that can be drawn on, it won't for many growers feel it won't be enough to help them with the big gaps and the losses that they're incurring. So as a result, wine growers, British Columbia and some specific wineries are calling out to the federal government um, and other parties um, to, to see if there can be some assistance with short-term emergency funding to help with planting and crop renewal and help in this kind of acute acute time. Um, to deal with other financial challenges that have arisen from this, so so that's you know that's short term. The shorter term right now, um, what uh, what people are looking for help. I think though that you know looking to the middle and long term, this is going to bring um, more of a conversation around things like crop insurance, which I just mentioned. So indeed, there is crop insurance, but I think people are going to be looking at um, you know whether or not add and other types of insurances need to be more extensive going forward and you know we're in a a time of very extreme weather events um, that affect farming i think it's also going to bring up conversations about you know where our rules and regulations about winemakers and where they can source grapes from to keep making their source grapes from to keep making their products so they keep their businesses going in years that are really really short crop also things like you know our farming and techniques and and dealing what we can do to deal with extreme weather events and and really which grape varieties should we be planting and growing going forward having had this experience so these are all bigger questions um perhaps that will be discussed more and more um and they go to the ongoing sustainability Um, of the industry and the success of, of the growers. So um, each of those topics could be their own segment on your show. So I'll leave it at that, but that's just to kind of give you an indication of the types of things that people are chatting about now um, in the context of the current circumstances.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
1: So what about consumers? What can consumers do? Great question. And thank you for asking. So uh, a couple of different things in my view. I think one is really to help about awareness raising around these issues. There may be a lot of people who still still don't know about the crop loss um, in our agriculture sector and our wine growers and the other growers this year. So I feel for me anyways, what I'm trying to do is awareness raising with these issues with my friends and family, whether or not they know a lot about the British Columbia wine industry or not. You know, It's about grape growing in large part about family business and BC, because there are a lot of small family businesses who are running wineries who are grappling with this. But I feel it's also about the broader issues around our agritourism in this province, which plays a huge, important role in our economy, and also about food security, which are you know which is part of a broader conversation in British Columbia and Canada. So I feel it's important for us to be aware, um, and I guess that would tie into on a very practical level. So you have the kind of background awareness of this current challenge, so that. You know, if you go to buy your favorite BC wine selection and they're starting to sell out or, or there isn't as much inventory as you think there might be, it's, you know, because there will be fewer, perhaps in many cases, less quantities to buy. Um, there'll be less volume. And also if prices go up, um, you know, just having a bit of knowledge as to why that might happen. So. I guess all to say is, you know, where you can and where you're minded and where you'd like to do so support local (laughs) by BC. And, you know, if you're getting out in the road outside of uh, the lower um, outside of Vancouver, uh, you know, get uh, and you're getting out into the interior into other wine regions, um, you know, stop in at the wineries and have a taste and have a chat and um, and uh, ask them how it's going and, and provide support. Anyway, that's what I'm going to try and do this year anyway. All right.
0: That sounds great. Tanya, we'll leave it there. Great to chat with you again. And we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. Have a great weekend, Jill.